This was the longest break I've ever taken from the podcast. And in this solo episode, I will share with you where I've been, what I've been up to, what's been moving through me, and how taking this sacred pause was a very vital and nourishing recalibration for everything that is coming through me now. Before we begin and move into the uninterrupted episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the show, Laird Superfood. I have been on a mission to replace my oat milk obsession with a cleaner alternative. And while I love a homemade nut milk, sometimes it's just too much work. That's why I was so excited when I discovered Laird Superfood Creamer. I've been adding a tablespoon of their vanilla superfood creamer to my matcha, then blending it with a handheld frother, and the result is so creamy and delicious, no milk required. It tastes great with coffee too. The creamer has no sugary syrups, weird oils, or artificial flavors. It's super convenient on the go and has a longer shelf life than a refrigerated creamer or nut milk. The vanilla flavor comes from organic vanilla powder and it is lightly sweetened with coconut sugar. If you prefer an unsweetened version, they have that too. Laird Superfood has a variety of creamer flavors, and all of them are gluten-free, non-GMO verified, keto-friendly, dairy-free, soy-free, and all the good things. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to lairdsuperfood.com slash Xenia, that is spelled L A I. R-D-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D dot com slash K-S-E-N-I-A and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use my promo code Xenia, K-S-E-N-I-A in all lowercase at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. One of my biggest values in everything I do is being able to slow down, listen, and be in the flow what's being asked of me at the moment. That's one of the reasons I don't love making plans. That's one of the reasons I, when I travel, I have very few things kind of holding me like a net as a foundational structure for what I'm going to be doing but then there needs to be space for source to move through. There needs to be space to listen and to go to all of the different places and activations that we're being called to. That's how our recent trip to Colorado was. Eric and I are just coming back from a beautiful week-long cacao ceremony gathering with Michelle Sine and a group of beautiful people. And that trip was not a retreat. It was a soul family gathering and everybody who was meant to be there was divinely assigned to be there and heard a deep calling within them to come. And it was a co-creation. Everybody brought something that they offered. And every day we would wake up and we would tune into what's being asked of us, what's meant to be shared in the circle. And it was on the one hand deeply uncomfortable because when I typically have gone on retreats, I've loved this feeling of completely surrendering to the schedule 
and somebody else telling me when to show up and what to do. There's a safety in that kind of familiarity of just allowing the details, organizational details to be taken care of so that you can go deep into the topic and the juice of the retreat. But this was a different kind of invitation. It was an invitation to step into our leadership, into our own channels. And yes, that means tuning into our own guidance and not relying into one person organizing everything. When we got back to the airport to fly to Austin last Sunday, one of our Long-time conversations has been making it to an NBA Finals game. Eric has been a basketball fan his whole life, and I have recently joined him in this obsession and love. We were trying to plan to do it around his birthday, but it didn't work out before the trip. And then after the trip, I was, to be honest, just so ready to be back in my bed, back in my house back in a non-bathroom sharing situation. And I was just ready to get on that plane and go home and be with my doggy and be in my own kitchen. And the moment we got into the airport, we find out that our flight got canceled. And what it was changed to was a really inconvenient reroute from Denver to Houston, spending a night in Houston, and then at 7 a.m. flying back to Austin. So for me, it was an immediate no, and what took over my whole being was this excitement of, wow, we have this canvas. Let's see if we can actually fly home tomorrow and make it to the game tonight. It was such an immediate yes to all of it. And so we used some of the points that we had to book a hotel, and when Eric was booking it, he just kind of tuned into his gut and felt what would be the right choice for me because I'm very selective when it comes to where I stay and where I sleep. And turned out that that hotel was a five-minute walk from when the game was supposed to be that night. So we checked into the hotel, dropped our bags, and we didn't have tickets to the game yet. It was a big leap of trust that it was all going to work out. And we kept checking the tickets to see if the prices would go down right before the game, if any other seats would open up before the game because there weren't that many left. And the prices weren't going down, and more seats were not opening up. In fact, the more we updated the app as we ate our dinner, the less seats were available, and I could see that Eric was starting to panic a little bit because for him it's this big thing he's been waiting for his whole life as a little kid he always wanted to do it but never had the chance to but for me because I didn't have that personal attachment to making sure we go I just knew where we're gonna go if we were meant to go I kind of enjoyed swimming in that unknown and as we approached the what do you call it not the stadium the arena we still didn't have the tickets and it was 15 minutes into the game And on the one hand, it was really uncomfortable because there's no guarantees and you're standing there and your dream is right there behind the wall and you can even watch the game on the screen. But we still didn't know if we're going to make it. And then we found the tickets that felt right. We go in there and we're told that those tickets are not valid and that we need to wait an unknown amount of time for them to be transferred into Ticketmaster for them to validate them. And so 
We're standing there watching the game on the screen. We're being told it might take up to two hours to transfer those tickets, which makes no sense. We would miss the whole game. And then we get an email saying our tickets were canceled. And so that's when there was a part of me that's thinking, okay, maybe we're not meant to go in and watch that game. Maybe it's time to just turn around and go back to the hotel and just watch the game in bed. But that's where Eric's determination kicked in. He updated the app and found even better tickets. And five minutes later, we were watching the game surrounded by thousands and thousands of people who love the game. To me, that is the whole essence of life. It's this being able to go from deeply spiritual spaces and processes into deeply human and fun and joy experiences. And so to me, that contrast is actually what makes life so exciting and beautiful. And that was one of the examples of how when we pause and we listen to the flow, God makes plans for us that we could have never come up with. Every time that I've surrendered my own strategies and plans and just made space for something bigger to take over and move through me, the result always, always, always blows me away. And it was actually the same with planning our upcoming Hawaii trip. We're going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks. I've been called to the land of Kauai for a very long time. I've previously been to Oahu. That's where I was inspired to start Breakfast Criminals, one of my first blogs, or really not the first one, but the first one that was in some way a success. And then I have gone to the Big Island in 2016 when I was in a period of big transition of having received my, I was about to receive my green card and I was about to leave my job in fashion styling and go fully nomadic and go fully self-employed. And I felt very activated and nourished by those lands. And now I knew it was time to go to Kauai. So we're going there in a couple of weeks and something in me was not pulling the trigger on where we're going to stay. And I just kept sitting with it, kept sitting with it. The weeks were going by and then the Airbnb search just showed up different results. And what I found was this beautiful property tucked in on someone's land where they grow luscious tropical fruits, where they have baby goats. You can even take a baby goat yoga class. That is one of my favorite things when I say yes to the bigger vision and then I just allow all of the pieces to come together one by one. The very important piece of that for me has been don't say yes to anything that is not fully 100% yes. If you compromise even 1% on that vision, on that calling that is being asked to come through you, it's almost like stealing the space that is being held for you by the divine for all of the other pieces of the puzzle to come together. So the pieces of the puzzle that I've put together is where we're going to be staying. And then after I did that, everything just boom, boom, boom came together. There's going to be a cacao and snorkeling experience. There's going to be exotic fruit experience, which will be, I think, complete heaven to both myself and Eric, who 
in his early 20s was a raw vegan chef and was obsessed with tropical fruits, then the rest will be up to what's being asked of us. I know there will be some activations with the land. I know there will be some offerings that we will be called to make. The rest is up to the divine. So the last episode came out in February. It was an episode on social media, and it was a deep invitation into dropping back into your inner knowing, inner guidance, dropping the formulas, dropping any external expectations of how you should show up, how your industry is saying you need to show up to get clients, to be successful and all those things, to build community. And one of the reasons I love that that was the final episode before this extended break was because I know that based on my own inner feeling of when that podcast came through me, but also the feedback I've been getting all the time since putting it up, that that was a very, very important piece of activation for anybody who's meant to listen to it. So it's like this very important podcast, one of the most important ones I've ever recorded, it needed to stay up top so that as many people as possible could find it and listen to it. If you're one of the people who messaged me about how it impacted you and moved you, thank you so much. I deeply receive and appreciate when you take the time out of your day to send me the feedback to any of the things you're hearing here. And I love knowing what specifically moved you and how those ripples are activating in your own life. Most of these ripples I'll never know. I'll never see or hear about, but I feel all of them. And when I get those messages confirming and demonstrating, to me, it's just this beautiful experience of beauty and resonance and being at the right place at the right time and the right body doing the right thing and being of highest service as I do so. So thank you. After that solo episode, Eric and I headed to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show. Felt like a pilgrimage. It was so much energy. Some of the biggest amounts of energy I've ever moved through my physical vessel. It required so much rest and recalibration and integration after. And the biggest thing that happened there that I'm called to share with you is that as we were walking through the aisles and aisles of crystals and crystal vendors, if you've never been, just to give you an idea, the whole city becomes one crystal show. It's the biggest trade show of anything in the world. Not just of crystals, it's the biggest show of anything in the whole world. So people get together from every little corner in the world sharing their love for crystals, and it can be a lot. Being around both the crystals and the people. And as we were walking through the different aisles and beautiful displays of crystals, I just had this vision that I shared with Eric right away. What if we just find a secret warehouse where we can go through boxes of crystals that nobody but us has been able to appreciate yet, and we get to pick from those? And the next day, we end up in a 10,000 square foot warehouse with the most beautiful Colombian Lemurian quartz going through boxes of crystals that nobody but the miners had ever touched. It was one of those instant manifestations that 
took us in a complete swirl of aliveness and kept us there for days. We probably spent four or five days unboxing crystals, dusk to dawn. And as we were doing that, we knew that we're meant to be stewards of those crystals. Some of them are meant to stay with us, either forever or for some time. Some of them are meant to become part of artwork that Eric creates. Some of them are meant to be gifts. And some of them are meant to be offered to our community. So if you have been watching us post about them, I know that back then I promised that we'll be making them available on Crystal Criminals. I haven't done it yet. I haven't heard the calling. But there have been people that have been reaching out to me on Instagram just saying, hey, what's going on with those Lemurians? I feel really called to having one. That's when I would go into the crystals and feel them and tune into what that crystal might be. And so far, the pairings have been phenomenal. It's been so magical to see people feel that calling, say yes, and then the crystal say, me, me, I'm going home with you. So if you are feeling that calling and you're curious, we have them all unpacked and organized beautifully right now. There's twin flame ones, there's whole families, there's the self-healers, the ones that broke and then mended themselves and became even more beautiful in the process. There's ones with limonite, so they look like they have lion's mane mushrooms growing off of them. There's uh, ones that are pink with pink rutile and so many other kinds. Some of them are very chunky and have these gorgeous rainbows in them and they're amazing for holding in your hand as you meditate. Some of them are a lot smaller and they're more like a magic wand. So there's all kinds. And if you're feeling that calling, I don't know yet in the moment if we will be listing them on Crystal Criminals. So far, I've loved this kind of underground um, distribution system where somebody listens to their intuition, hears the yes, reaches out to me, and then we find the perfect pairing and I mail them out to you with love. So if you're one of those people, DM me on Instagram at xenia.brief. Let's find you your perfect crystal. One of the big themes as we were in Tucson for me was that at the time I was pregnant. I was in very early pregnancy and I was very connected to it. I felt it very deeply. And then the first day that we arrived in Tucson, I lost that pregnancy. It was an ectopic pregnancy very early on. And so there was this sense of grief and loss and disappointment because I've been on this journey to having a baby for almost two years. And I've had a couple of pregnancies that didn't stay. And I thought that this was the time, like this was it. So when I got there and I got my period, I just had this choice. Either I can go deeper into the loss and the grief, or I can use this energy of creation that wants to move through me and this knowing that even though the baby's not here in the physical form, I feel its spirit right here, right now, at all times. And so that's what I chose. And I deeply believe that it's the baby's spirit who was guiding us to those experiences that felt extra, extra magical. And I'm really grateful for all the communion that we had with crystals as I was in that tender space. And so after we got back to 
Austin. It took me a while to just take the baths and decompress and give my body the space to recover from all I felt, both from the pregnancy loss, but also from being around thousands and thousands and thousands of crystals every day. And it's like with each time I would unwrap a crystal and appreciate it, I would tune into, okay, are you meant to come with us? Are you meant to stay here? It was a lot of downloads and it was a lot of communication. And that's when I was called to go even deeper into this inner space of creation. And shortly after, I got pregnant again. I think I will be sharing another episode around my fertility journey because there's been so many ups and downs and the peaks and valleys and so much trust required every step of the way. I've shared a video on Instagram and TikTok where I've shared some of my fertility journey and I can't even believe how much resonance it has found with so many women all around the world. And the video on TikTok just keeps having these like viral spurs every day I wake up and it has another 100,000 views. And my favorite thing about it is all of the comments and how women are finding each other and supporting each other in those comments, no matter where you are on this journey whether you're meant to bring humans into this world, whether you've gone through loss and have had your rainbow babies or just looking for a little bit of a reminder to continue trusting. It's all there and it's it's so beautiful. I will share the link to that post in the show notes if you want to check it out and feel some of those beautiful rainbow hugs. So after getting pregnant again, it was this daily exercise of trust knowing that there are no guarantees and knowing that all I can do is be with this creation and say yes right here, right now. It was the first time where I was clearly guided to share about my pregnancy pretty much as soon as I found out. I shared about it on Instagram. I didn't have the courage to share it with our family. At the moment, it actually felt safer to just share it on Instagram. And many of the family members, all of them actually found out through Instagram. And it was not the most traditional and expected way for the closest family members to find out, but that's what felt right for me. I think I just wasn't ready to deal with the big up and the celebration of sharing the news and then potentially having to say it's over like it had happened before. So anyway, I have been sharing the journey from very early on and so grateful for this opportunity to just share without filter and be witnessed and not have to hide because in my experience, that first trimester is such a deep and internal vulnerable space, the most vulnerable space I've ever been on in my life ever. And so to be in it alone previously has felt very lonely. And now when I've invited community and it felt right. And I knew that even if this pregnancy isn't meant to hold, I I know how to hold it at this point. Haven't been through it before. I feel like I can do anything and I can hold anything. And so at the moment, I am almost 20 weeks pregnant with a baby boy coming in November. And 
there's still some thoughts that come up and some fears that come up, but overall it's been so fun. I mean, besides all the nausea (laughs) and the congestion and all the peeing that comes with the first trimester, the moment that I entered the second trimester, this whole wind of creativity completely took over and I started getting all of these downloads of how I can be of service and be part of the weaving that is happening with Spider ERC, which is the company that Eric started a few months ago and the company that we did a whole episode about, episode 236 with Eric and our mentor, Michelle Sine. I got this vision for making a video about it of how we can structure the Instagram page to invite as many people as possible to find out about the employee retention credit, to claim it. And just short, if you haven't heard about ERC, it's a credit that the government gives to businesses that were somehow impacted by the pandemic regulations in 2020 or 2021. You can qualify if you had at least one full-time W-2 employee for U.S.-based businesses. So the whole business of Spider ERC is making sure that amazing businesses know about this because there's only a couple of years left to claim this credit and have a trusted partner who is fully in integrity with an amazing team of accountants and lawyers to make sure you get that money. Because it's not like the PPP loan. If you know about PPP, I myself got a couple of PPP loans during the shutdowns and I didn't have to pay them back, but I know a lot of businesses did have to pay back that loan. With ERC, you don't have to pay it back. So it's been absolutely incredible to watch businesses that I love qualify for this credit and then hear that, hey, you're going to get a $150,000 check in the mail. And there's absolutely no rules on how you want to spend it. Let your heart go crazy. Take the vision of your service in the world to the next level. You are fully supported. You're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. So right now, a lot of my energy is weaving and holding within that business. And it's been so much fun and so much learning and so much abundance. Now I feel like I have this space to get back into the podcast. And I knew that I would be out of integrity if I would just continue recording. There was a part of me that was caught up in all of the rules and expectations around how podcasting is done, how important it is to do it weekly. Otherwise you become irrelevant and people forget about you and the downloads go down. And all of those completely from spirit perspective, irrelevant things. For me, the podcast is the ceremonial space. And when I hear the calling, when I have something to share, that's when I show up. If I don't, I'll sometimes I'm still going to sit down and turn on the mic because it's when I create that space that things start flowing through me. But when I'm not hearing a full yes, I'm not going to sit down and try to force something. So one of the things that I always talk about on this podcast is how important it is to change the metric of success. And so for me, taking a step back and allowing the download numbers to go wherever they were meant to go 
was part of it. It was taking that risk of, okay, maybe it does become irrelevant. Maybe people do forget about it. Maybe the listens will go down when you come back. But that inner knowing just was so strong. Being your internal process, you're in the most sacred process of creation, of bringing a spirit earth side right now. Be in that, allow yourself to be fully in that and trust that if there's meant to be a calling to come back and record more episodes, you will. And what's interesting is that after taking this extended break from the podcast, with the first episode I released, episode 236 with Michelle, Sine, and Eric Brief, that day was the highest downloads on the podcast of all time. So what I'm noticing is that the more I shift my metrics of success and remove my expectations of those external measures of what is a good result, the more it flows in. That external success just reflects that inner knowing, that inner alignment, and that inner full body, full soul, yes. The more I embody the things I speak about on the podcast, the more miracles I watch unfold in every single area of my own life. And for me, that's one of the biggest commitments and values of going out there and embodying the lessons before sharing them or teaching them. And not in a way of, oh, wait, I need to go and fix something and heal something before I show up fully in my authenticity. But it's this piece of, for me, as a manifester in human design, it's important to integrate it first, to digest it first, before I can impactfully share that piece and have it be my service. Otherwise, I'm just in the way of source flowing through me because I'm pushing myself to get out there before I'm ready. And so that's how it's going to be with the podcast. I'm not committing to a weekly episode. All I am committing to is listening and showing up when I'm called to, showing up in each and every conversation as a ceremonial space, practicing an open heart and an open mind, and being open to miracles. There are so many conversations I'm excited to have as I am in this brand new phase of life. And I think some of them will be reflective of me being in my pregnancy and preparing for home birth. But some of them will be about pure creation and things that have nothing to do with birth. I just feel like the veil is so thin between me and all of creation because there's literally a soul. There's two souls in this one human body right now. And that's pretty trippy to think about. And as a result, I just feel that veil being so thin and the creation, the vastness of the creation being so widely available, widely and wildly both. I feel it is time to move into creation. And that's my intention for these upcoming episodes. Getting out of the way, letting source flow through me, being a wildly abundant creator of the web of life, 
and being a pure vessel for sharing whatever is for the highest and best for everybody who is meant to be listening to this right here, right now. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for trusting the sacred pause with me. If there's any part of your creation in the world that is asking you for a pause, I invite you to honor that. And you will be blown away by all of the miracles that unfold from that.